Hey guys, welcome to today's episode of Encourage Podcast. And my name is Odian or Odion, whichever is your preference. I answer to both. Today I'm coming to you straight from my home. So let's get right into it, shall we? Today's topic is what I've titled, Can Anything Good Come Out of You? So I came up with this title as I was reading the book of John. Now, John is a book in the Bible. I was reading chapter 7 when I came across verse 52. And it was the Pharisees who are the religious leaders of Jesus' day. They were talking about Jesus, and I'm just going to read to you what they said. They said, investigate and you will see that no prophet arises from Galilee. Now I did a little digging because it sounded very familiar and I found out that Nathaniel also said the same thing. Nathaniel is one of Jesus' disciples and he said the same thing in the same book, John chapter 1 verse 46. He said, can anything good come out of Nazareth? And Nazareth is a city in Galilee. You can find this in the maps at the end of your paperback Bible. And yes, you are very welcome for this piece of information. (laughs) But that whole thing, what this made me think about was, I wonder how many people have said that to you. Maybe not in those exact same words, maybe like, Can anything good come out of you? Maybe they said it in this way. Can you ever do anything right? Or why do you suck at everything? Or you never amount to anything. Or you're such a failure. Or, you know, in high school, maybe you were that person who was voted least likely to succeed. And we don't usually think about our words, but... We don't recognize the or realize the impact that they have on people if they're not if they're not good words. And so one of my heroes in the Christian faith is someone I'll tell you his name later, but had the same story. People said about him, you never amount to anything. He had his palm red. And same thing, you never travel far, there's no future for you, just words of doom over him. And he didn't, he didn't see himself going anywhere either. In his own words, like, I, I think he said this, I wasn't going anywhere. And so at the age of 17, he tried to take his life. He drank some poison and thought that that would be, you know, that would be a good choice. But good thing one of the servants was around and quickly rushed him to the hospital. And yeah, this man's name is Ravi Zacharias, and he's one of the greatest apologists of all time. So it kind of makes me think also like what is it that people have said about you i'm just going to share my own story in a bit because it kind of is similar to ravi's a portion just a portion of it there's a lot of backstory to it but we'll skip that um 
But it seemed like Ravi had everything, right? Like everything. He had a wealth. He was from a good home, um, stable and all of that. But there's still something missing. So about me, some people have asked that same question or asked that same question. Like, can anything good come out of you? You know, why can't you be more like that person? And why can't you do things more like that person? And it just made me think like, you know, I'm really being an inconvenience, you know, Um, as the the more I tried to be, you know, different, I felt very misunderstood as um, as a kid, as a you know a youngster, but I tried to. I was struggling. I I did my best to try to fit in. You know, yes, I I'm different, but. Um, I I don't get it. You know, I, the more I try to to not be different, the more I try to be like that other person, the more I'm failing at it and I'm losing myself and, you know, I can't absorb information like they can. Why can't I understand the way that they can? And and so I I thought the same thing, you know, that Ravi thought, you know, you know, maybe it would just be best to end my life. Things would just be better. And so I gathered some pills, and this was when I was 11 years old or 12. And I gathered some pills from my house, and I was like, yeah, I'm going to just take all these and kill myself. And my grandma was the one who came and um, saved me. And yeah, it was... Just thinking about it now, you know, just thinking about our words and just how powerful they are. So in my mind at that age, I thought, you know what, let me save these these people. Let me save my family. Let me save the world. The inconvenience, you know, they wouldn't even miss me. It would be nice. I'll be just gone and that would be fine. And since I can't be this perfect person, then maybe, yeah, it'll be just great. And maybe you've had that same thought before, but it's not true. That's a total lie. And we need to be very careful about our words. We need to be very careful about the things we say about other people. So looking back at history Looking back at the Holocaust, apartheid, the Rwandan genocide, segregation and racism, you know, all the bad stuff in the world that's happened has stemmed from one person thinking that it was okay to call someone a derogatory name. And, you know, maybe it's the N word or the B word. Yeah, that will be fine. I'll just call you those names. And yeah, and it just becomes that thing. So I think that it's important that we're choosing our words wisely and not just saying whatever comes to our our minds. And so how we speak about others matter. 
So the other day I was talking with God. I, this is me taking inventory about um, of my whole day, taking inventory of my whole day. And I'm talking with God at the end of my day and um, telling him about things I I did that day. But also just being sure to, to repent because this is why I was repenting. Because I, I just hung out with some of my friends and I didn't say there were words that I said about another person that I shouldn't have said. You know, I, I there was a better way to to present that situation and I did not. I did not honor God in that. And so that was on my conscience and I was talking to him about it. So how can I do things a little bit differently next time? Can you please help me, God? Because I always want to represent you in my words um, what can I do differently? Because it matters how I speak about others. And if I don't want people speaking about me in a certain way, then I shouldn't do it to others. So one thing is how I, I mean, how I can forge ahead in that is being slow to speak. I mean, I don't have to be too talkative. In Proverbs 10 verse 19, it says that too much talk leads to sin and I like this translation, which is the NLT. It says, be sensible and keep your mouth shut. So it's like too much talk leads to sin. So we're wise people. We can choose not to engage in conversations that demean others, such as gossiping. So if it's not life-giving, it is. if it's not encouraging, then take a stand and say, no, I would rather not say that. I don't want to speak about that to others because I wouldn't like someone speaking about me that way. And maybe people will call you names and say, oh, wow, she's such a party pooper, this and that. It doesn't matter. It matters that we are people of integrity and and we don't put other people down. And so like, even before I go into a conversation, I can pray. I can say, God... I invite you into this conversation. Would you help me to speak words that glorify you? Because using, so now that I'm a follower of Christ, I no longer belong to myself. Now I belong to Jesus. So everything that I do, everything that I say, everything that I do, everything I think about represents him. So how can I do that better? And this is not me trying in my own strength and saying, yes, of course I will. I'll try, I'll try, I'll try. This is me partnering with his Holy Spirit and saying, could you help me? And he gives me the strength. He gives me the ability to do it. So this is not me saying that, oh, yes, I'll I'll do this on my own. Let's go on this expedition. It's not going to happen. But when I partner with him, when I link arms with it, with him, um, it's just this beautiful adventure. So after these words, I, I know I, I saw something because after these words were said about Jesus, I saw many things that he did not do. So he did not try to prove his skeptics wrong he did not go to the pharisees and say oh you're wrong about me you should really 
many things that are good can come out of me. No, he he kept on being faithful. He stuck he stuck to his why. So his the reason for his existence. Jesus knew his mandate, so he knew why he was on the earth. And the thing about us is that we forget. We forget why we're on the earth. We we forget that we're even here for a purpose. Um, we don't even know that we're even here for a purpose. So we're um, busy answering the naysayers, busy focusing on our enemies. I mean, I see lots of posts saying, yeah, when when I make it, when I get to the top and I'm, I'm going to send a picture to my enemies. It's like, no, don't even focus on that. Focus on the reason why you're here on this earth. Um, we're here to do what God has called us to do. And if you don't know what that is for you, then you need to ask him. Maybe that's one thing you need to do. You need to ask him and say, okay, what is my purpose? Because every single thing was created for a purpose. I mean, if I'm right now looking at what a TV. So right now, as I'm looking at the TV, I know that it was created for a reason. If just a regular TV was created for a reason, how much more you, a human being, created on purpose, for purpose. So stick to your why and focus on that. Next thing I see is that he knew his identity. Jesus knew who he was. He knows who he is. So I would see all through scripture with Jesus retreating to the mountains to be alone with Father God. And and that's how he would combat the darts of the enemy. So lots of times when he was attacked by people or he would just retreat to the mountainside just to have that quiet, just to have that alone time. And I would say, again, like, this is something that we need to take into consideration. So those words that were spoken over me, and I don't know you, but there are some words too that, that's been spoken over you, words that you don't need to put up with. You need to say, no, you know, you did not create me. You did not sculpt me. You did not design me. Therefore, you don't have a right to say who I am. Um, if they're negative words, like they're not the words of my maker. They're not the words of my creator. So I don't, I don't allow that into my life. I don't allow that into my space. So you need to put your foot down and you say, okay. So you don't just stop there. I don't just stop there. Um, I have a, <clears throat> one day I woke up and I, I felt very discouraged or, and also full of fear. I was in this, um, unknown city. This was when I, I moved away for a little bit and I was in this city where I knew nobody and i and I sensed that the, the Lord was asking me to go there as asking me to go there for school and um, I was there, but I, d I felt so alone. And so what did I do? I got out my Bible and I started to write out the promises of God um, over my life. Everything that every single promise that he's spoken to me through the Bible in his word, 
um, I started to write them down and then I started to say them to myself. So every day I'll call myself the name that he calls me, everything that he said to me, all the promises. I would say that over myself. And soon I started to get that mindset, not of my circumstances, not of what everybody around me was saying. It was what God was saying about me. And you can do that too. You can find scriptures that speak to your very existence. You know, Ephesians 2, 1 Peter chapter 1. Repeat what God is constantly singing over you if you will just take the time to shut off the voices of other people and just listen to his voice. And the other thing I noticed about Jesus was that he wasn't bitter. He wasn't bitter. He he was forgiven of people. And I would just say that, no, forgiveness is to my advantage. Forgiveness is to your advantage. So many times people say the things that they say because they're ignorant. And Proverbs 26 verse 4, I believe, talks about fools. You don't want to be answering fools. You don't even want to take time to stop to answer them because they are fools. So just keep on. You don't want to get stuck. Just keep on keeping on. Keep on moving. Once you get bitter, then you can't move forward. But forgiveness allows you and allows me to move forward. So a lot of times, and it's easy to say these things, right? But sometimes maybe when someone hurts me and I'm, you know, praying for them and I'm just like very pumped. I'm like, yes, I forgive them. I forgive them. I love them so much. But then I see them maybe when I'm out grocery shopping or whatever and I see them and I'm like, yeah, I hate you. But (laughs) it's that constant reaching out. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm not I'm not going to hold on to bitterness. I'm not going to hold on to whatever they did to me. It's not it's kind of it's kind of I I pictured this. So I have my hand in a fist right now. So think about forgiveness as just releasing that fist and just letting go. So if you choose to keep your hand in a fist, that's going to hurt a little bit. That's going to, you know, it's going to take some energy. It's going to take some, it's, it's just not good for your whole body. But when you choose to release, you're letting go. You're saying, you know what, I'm letting go. Not necessarily for that person, although that, that is good. But really for myself, because now I can thrive. Now I can do whatever I need to do with that hand I don't have to keep holding on to whatever it is that's in there it really really helps us and every day never stop praying so if you're if if you're in that place where someone did very something very hurtful to you you just gotta keep praying about it so this happened to me where I had um I shared something with someone um a co-worker of mine. So I shared something with him 
and then he used it against me like you know um just when you share something in confidence thinking that oh wow you know then he he kind of used it against me and I'm like well immediately I pray to God and I'm telling God would you please help me not to have a heart that is hard um toward him and toward other people so I'm not concluding that hey everybody is this way therefore I will never ever ever be vulnerable ever again no that's not the mindset I want to have and so I immediately prayed that would you help me God and yeah you know what that day that same day he shared something vulnerable with me and now you might think oh did you do the same thing that he did of course not I don't want to do I don't want to be that person um but it enabled me to see that wow you know he he can allow me in you know because it is it was really it was really good that I was I don't know how to explain that feeling that wow you know you can share something with me too and you will see how I you can trust me with your information um and so it's just every day even when you don't feel like it and also reaching out to that person like yeah even if it's a text message every day or something that just you know makes softens your heart so that you're not holding a grudge um so use the pain that people have given you use the pain that the you know the words people have said um about you use that as your ice axe so i've been watching a lot of mountain docu movies i've been watching those and i see the mountaineers they'll use like an ice axe and just keep inching their way forward and forward until they get to the summit and it's just the most beautiful thing ever but they use that and it's like those situations for those mountaineers are not conducive um but they keep on they keep on hacking at the ice and yeah think about the the pain as your ice and just keep on moving um one one story i'll never forget is the story of Cory Tamboom and how she was in the concentration camp and her and her sister were in a concentration camp her sister actually died there but she was saved by a miracle and she traveled all over the world preaching the gospel and talking about forgiveness and um encouraging her jewish brothers and sisters to forgive and then she came face to face with a nazi guard and not just any nazi guard but one who was in her concentration camp and and was so terrible to them and he came up to her and said you know what i gave my life to jesus and um i was at that camp you know that you talked about and i bet she was thinking yeah i remember you because you were really terrible but um she didn't say that but she she prayed inwardly and she said god would you would you give me your forgiveness and and he did and she extended her hand and she shook this man's hand 
and called him brother. And and so it's God will use those things that that the enemy try to keep you down. Um, God will use them for his own glory and f- essentially for your good. And I think about today how I get to work with youth. You know, I I really like what I do. I get to work with with youth and a lot of them have gone through have attempted suicide. They've gone through um a lot of things some things similar to mine, some things really intense. And many times it's a really tasking job. But I'm so glad and fortunate to be able to work with them because then I get to share my story and I get and I understand what it is to be them because I was there. But now God has rescued me and totally transformed my life. And he continues to do that each day. And so um, I want us to to be pondering about this, you know, how we're using our words and let's just allow the pain to to be um, to be our, our kind of ice axe that we're just inching toward to be that little thing that we we keep on we keep on forging ahead no matter what um, I I want to remember this Brene Brown says it so she she says that I, at the end of my life, at the end of my week, at the end of my day, I think it goes like, at the end of my day, at the end of my week, at the end of my year, um, I want to I wanna have contributed more than I have criticized. And I think that it's easy to criticize. But, you know, it's not easy. It, it's not, not that it's not easy. A lot of people are criticizing, but not a lot of people are contributing. So let's be spiritual contributors. Let's be people who are, you know, encouraging other people. Um, and yeah, we'll see. We'll see what what that does. A good resource to read. Um, I always, I, I want to always give like a resource. Would be T- Corey Ten Boom's book, um, The Hiding Place. That was really a good read. So um, if you want to check that out, well, yeah. Hey guys, thank you so much for taking the time to listen. I'm on Instagram and I'm on Twitter. I will put my account names in the description box below. So feel free to message me. Let me know what you would like me to even talk about if that's something that you would like. Yeah, so see you guys next week. Bye.